0: next week is our last mandatory session together do you feel like you're ready to be out on your own i'm trying as hard as i can I'm trying as hard as i can tom sykes desperately wants a new life a new home what's that or what unless we have evidence that he's a danger to himself or to others we can't haven't had any violent spells in a long time is that because you feel safer now i'm never going to feel the same as i want to he found the dryers to be the perfect family oh, gotcha. Let's go, babe Okay Let's go, babe Now, you'll do anything to become one of them All right, Mom, it's big time Love you Love you, too Love you, too You like your new place? There's a family that lives there that I like very much In fact, they may be want of family myself This is a guy who was brutalized by his parents for years but we're talking about a guy who very deliberately set fire to his house and burned his parents to death Look, I don't know what you're doing here What I'm doing is is I live here, now. I live here with Julie I think you should go Neil No He's up there Julie Planning Watching Waiting (laughs) Vestron Pictures presents Juicy. Mimi Rogers, Hider in the house. How can I lock him out when he's already inside? And welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast. This is your host today, Brandon Spivey. I'm doing an episode today, clearing my queue off of Amazon Prime. Right, so I'm doing a movie called Hider in the House. Uh, it was released in 1989, directed by Matthew Patrick, screenplay was by Lim Dobbs, it got a nomination for Saturn Award uh, for Best Genre Video Release, um, so yeah, so let's get into it, let's get into the story, then the cast, and the scores, there will be no bot's office because this movie was made for television at the time. Uh, so, a deranged man, Tom Sykes, hides out in the attic where while an unsuspecting couple and their family carry on their life in the house below. Once Tom stops hiding out and becomes involved with the family, and in particular the wife, the problems begin. An original USA movie made for cable television. Um, yeah, I remember watching this as a kid. Uh, it came on USA. I did not realize it was in a USA original movie. At the time, just now realizing that now, actually, um and I remember watching it back then, and it's like I loved this actor in it and and I'm gonna tell you who's in it right now, so Gary Busey plays Tom Sykes. this is the very first film I saw Gary Busey in, um instantly became a fan uh. There was something about it, the way he performed in this movie. And I did not know it was a made for TV movie, but it kind of makes sense. You know, now watching it back, uh, probably a lot of people probably get bored with it. But I loved it. I mean, I had a really good time with Gary. If it, like I said, if it's not for Gary. If you heard my review of The Intruder, if it's not for Dennis Quaid, that movie's flat and it's boring. But because of Dennis Quaid. And what he did in that movie, it's 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 a fun little film. But anyway, Mimi Rogers plays Julie Dreyer, Michael McKean plays Phil Dreyer, Kurt Christopher Kinder plays Neil Dreyer, Candace Hudson plays Holly Dryer, Elizabeth Ruscio plays Rita, uh Chuck Lafont plays Dr. Gordon, Bruce Glover plays the 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 the, the uh next door neighbor, uh Gene Hufford, uh Leonard Termo plays George, the Exterminator. Um Bob Neal plays the voice of Tom's father. Carol King plays Tom's mother. And Teenage Tom is voiced by You ready for this? His son, Jake Busey. So that was that's a little fun little content to know about. Um so this has a 5.9 Out of 10 on Hot, on Hotter in the House, on IMDB, let's go to to Google, um, this film has a 91%, so a lot of people like this on Google, on Rotten Tomatoes, there is actually no tomato meter, not enough people have seen this movie, as far as critics go, audience score, though, is, is down, 46%, uh, so, you know, take it as you will, um, for me, here, here we go. Here, here's, here's the basic. We meet Tom Sykes, Gary Busey, while he's in a mental institution. He's being released that day. It's his last session, well, almost last session. But he's being released from the mental st- institution, uh, and uh, you meet him. You, you go through some things that's going what led him there, and basically, what led him there was uh, his parents led him there. He was. Beaten, uh, badly beaten by his father and his mother. Uh, they constantly fought all the time. They beat him. You know, they, they terrorized him. Until one day, he killed them. And that kind of reminded me of Sling Blade a little bit. Uh, you don't see it enough, you just hear it. Uh, but, when, you no, know, he it kind of reminds me of the, you know, of the exposition, you know, Billy Bob Thornton telling what happened. This kind, of, this came out before that. I'm not saying Billy Bob got an idea from this movie. He could have. I don't know. But hey, he kills his parents. He ends up in a mental institution. He finally is being released because uh, he doesn't feel feel like he should be afraid anymore. You know, he's he's I would say heavily medicated. Uh, uh, he's you know he's he's a deranged person because of what happened to him as a kid so anyway he gets released and he's just walking down and he sees his house right they're building on this house and he's and uh mimi rogers character uh sees her and he ends up just going into the attic <laughs> and he starts living in the attic and i remember him having uh to go back to his, like his last session, he said he's found a house he lives in now. Of course, this therapist doesn't think it's a true house. I think it's for, like for you know, house for like for the homeless, you know, shelters, you know. But anyway, he's living in there, minding his own business, not bothering anybody. But you can tell slowly he starts to f- becomes fascinated with a wife, Mimi Rogers' character and he slowly starts to get out of that attic and spies on these on his family. Does what he can to get rid of the husband. Uh, Make sure that Mimi Rogers catches her husband in the act of adultery. Um, then he introduces himself, helps out her son, who's being bullied at school, comes off like the hero, uh, and... Mimi Rogers kind of likes him a little bit, but of course she doesn't know where he lives or not. She thinks he's just a normal guy, just helping out, just is nice and sweet. And her f- best friend, uh, uh, let me get her played by, played by Elizabeth Ruccio, plays Rita, thinks he's cute and whatever. Um, he makes a mistake though, Tom does. Um, he tries on the husband's clothing while. Julie and her kids are gone and Rita shows up. He's in his robe and everything and it's it's a weird awkward moment. Uh so Tom instantly goes into attack mode. He ends up killing Rita. And well before that happens all oh, the dog goes missing, right? The dog found Tom and so he had to kill the dog and he buried the dog in him, like in the backyard. Um so you know, it's where it's where it's where his mind goes to. You know, he's he's not really a bad guy, but he's he's very sick and deranged for what happened to him as a kid. And you know, you see Gary sometimes comes down in the middle of the night, gets something to drink, whatever. Treat it like it's his out, his is his home. And um, I think mean, there was one. Yeah, you know, there was one. There's one quote here I like to read. When I was your age, talking to the son Neil. When I was your age, I used to have people hurt me all the time. Neil goes, so what happened? Tom pauses for a brief moment and says, they didn't hurt me anymore. Uh, he taught Neil how to fight. And, of course, um, the mother didn't like that very much. It was just how he he taught him how to maim this kid. And this boy maims him. And, you know, for a made-for-TV movie, it it, it does things right, you know, it does, you know, I, I don't think it could have went to the, theaters, but at the same time, I, it's, it's a little edgy for TV 1990, you know what I mean, so it's, it's still a little edgy for that time period, um, and what makes it all out there is the performance by Gary Busey, um, for me, I love characters that are wild and crazy and, and unstable, I mean, I, I think, you know they're, they're a lot of fun to watch, see them go through the emotions and then just totally lose it. I I love that. Um, and Gary does that well. Uh, I love Gary Busey. I've been a fan of his since this movie. I have went back and seen some of his other stuff. I just I love him. I love him in Predator 2. I love him in Point Break. I mean, Drop Zone with Wesley Snipes, Surviving the Game. Um, I love him. I even loved him in Black Sheep with Chris Farley. Uh, but I, I love Gary Busey. I always have, it. I would love to see this guy get a resurgence in some way. Uh, he's a, I feel like he's an underappreciated actor. Uh, you know, that guy typecast is the crazy one. Enigmati kind of got that typecast too. Because, I mean, obviously they had issues with alcohol and drugs and whatnot, but Gary is so fun to watch in this movie. Without Gary Busey, this is a, dull, bland thriller about a guy who lives in an attic ends up trying to kill this family. Or, it's not. he wants to be with Julie. He wants to be with her. He wants to be the, the, the father. He says, I can be the father. You know, and I just love that. He's like a little kid that that's wanting something and, and not going to get his way and he just goes off on the deep end. And I love watching his portrayal in this movie. I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, and and the ending, though, still gets me. Because I honestly couldn't remember how it ended. I thought maybe he lived, but I couldn't remember it. But he's got her on the stairs, right? He's got her trapped, holding her really tight. He's got the gun. And he's, he's pointing it to his head, and he's talking to her. Like, he's, he's mad. He's, he's insane at this point in time. He don't care. He says... He's like, I forget the lines he said... I, I maybe could find it real quick, but I forget the line is a line. But it was it was something like, "If I'm not good enough for you, no one is," or something like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly the line. It was just it wasn't even the lines that got me. It's the look in his his eyes? Man, he had he had totally lost it. He was the character at that point in time. He was crazy. He was gone, and that's the thing about. Gary Busey you know when he's gone you can't tell if he's actually gone or if he's acting (laughs) he's so good at at playing crazy you just can't tell and I love that I honestly I love that about him and I think he's one of the best to play craziness uh you know because people actually believe he is crazy he's it's psychology and he's so good at it and I, I love that about him and so I mean I Without him, the movie doesn't work. Um, you know, that's, that's just the truth about it. Without him, the movie doesn't work. And, you know, that... You know, it's the same thing I say about The Intruder. Without Dennis Quaid, that movie doesn't work. Now, are these good movies? I mean, no. They're guilty pleasures. They're fun to watch. They're not good movies, but they're fun to watch. They're guilty pleasures for me. Um... You know what I mean? A, a a guy that's hiding in an attic or whatever, and and has this fascination, is obsessed with this one woman, and he's gotta have her. and No one's gonna have her. Type ordeal. Uh, I, I love that as, aspect because it, it's thrilling, and it could be scary because you don't. <laughs> and we live in a world right now. We don't know what could happen. People could go could do this easily, especially right now. I mean, <laughs> you, you don't know what anyone's gonna do. Um, but, you know, for this type of movie, I love it because it's what drives a person to live in an attic, then decide, I'm going to take that guy's place. And he planned everything out to it. It wasn't like, okay, he planned all this out. First, get rid of the dog. The exterminator was up there. He had to get rid of him and get rid of his car, his his truck. You know, he had to get rid of all the evidence. Uh, then the best friend had to get rid of her. But before that, he had to get rid of the husband. You know, he had, he knew the husband was cheating on the wife, and he planned it so where the wife would catch him in the act and get rid of him. He, he he was very intelligent. Tom Sykes was very intelligent in what he was doing, and Gary Busey played it perfectly. So, I mean, if if you got the time and you... you like, I'm not saying... It's the best movie. I'm just saying Gary Busey is is the reason to watch. Uh, you watch him get in, you know, slowly step into this character that's crazy. Like when he's seeing his therapist, he knows what he's doing is wrong, but he can't stop. So he starts to ask him questions, you know. But, you know, I think the reason to watch this movie or why I enjoy it is to see the transformation of this character going completely mad, and, uh, that was just fun to watch, and I enjoyed it, and if, if it wasn't Gary Busey doing it, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed the movie, but that's my thoughts on Hotter in the House, um, I thought it was really good, uh, and I realized I forgot, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I know y'all probably like, what is he talking about? I forgot to play the trailer, but I'll stop this and play the trailer so y'all can get a little taste of what this movie is about. But I actually forgot to play it. So, um, But I have enjoyed I enjoyed this movie back in 1989, uh, 1991. Whenever it was released, um, I was 8 years old when I saw it. I remember it coming on USA, and my dad was watching it. I was watching it. My mom was watching it. I don't think my brother was watching it, but we all watched it. We didn't watch films together on a regular basis uh we just didn't that wasn't our thing uh you know it just wasn't um i watched some films with my mom some tv shows with my mom my dad it was very rare me and him watched a movie together so when we did it was a special moment for me because i'm a big movie fan so there you go uh but yeah i'm gonna give my score real quick um i'm gonna give it markouts on the markout meter like i said man i enjoyed it uh i have fun with it i have fun because of gary Busey. i love gary Uh, he's crazy he's wild and i love it and I, i just love what he brings to the table uh especially back in the 80s and 90s man he was so crazy he was so great to watch so entertaining to watch and he's entertaining in this he really is entertaining um and he's the reason to watch if you're gonna watch it. But if you're wanting to watch it after listening to this, it is on Amazon Prime. Um I can't say everyone's gonna enjoy it like me. Uh I feel you know, I, I, I connected with Gary Busey. Not in this movie, but overall, I mean I just I just connect with the guy. I you know, you have certain actors you connect with. And I connected with Gary Busey early on and I just I think one of the first films I saw of him was Silver Bullet, which is my favorite werewolf movie. I love him in that as the uncle, Uncle Red. I love him in that. And, you know, and that was one of the very first films I've seen him in. I think that was probably my second film, seeing him in. After Hotter in the House, I saw he's playing a different character, but he still comes off so crazy and fun, and he just like he lights up a room when he's in it you he's one of those people that just lights up a room you know you don't know who he is he comes off so crazy you just want to be around him though and you know i've had people tell me i'm the same way that i come off uh, like i'm i'm crazy in a fun way so maybe that's the connection i'm crazy too with gary (laughs) but just in a fun way um not insane. Crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. But, anyway, this has been my review of Hider in the House. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun doing this little movie. I had a lot of fun watching it again after so many years. 31 years later, I revisit this movie. And it, it I was laughing at Gary and some of the stuff he was doing. Oh um, man, It was just... It was fun. It was fun to watch. Uh, tomorrow... Or Wednesday, I may do a uh, Wild America review, uh, which we just recently watched. Um, like, that movie came out in 1997. I'm going back watching all these older films, and I'm just like, man, they don't make movies like this anymore. You know? Uh, watched Tommy Boy not too long ago. I'm watching Black Sheep Tonight, actually. They just don't make the comedies like that anymore. And we say, well, 90s had it. Maybe Nanny's had it all. You know, 80s and 90s were two, good, two great decades for film. Um, you can say what you want to about the horror stuff. Uh, you know, late 90s, it, it, it wasn't that good because of what Scream did. But, you know, they changed the genre again. And just, some people feel they've ruined the slasher genre. But I, I love that stuff. And I, I me and Aaron disagree on 2000 horror. Um, but, you know, I, I think... Every genre, every era, every generation, every decade, you're gonna have your bad stuff, but you also going to have your good stuff. Uh, you know, I think that's with every film. Like, I mean, do I feel comedy is as good today as it was back in the '80s and '90s or early 2000s? No, I don't. I don't think action is as good either. I think uh, comic books took over the action genre, and we don't get a lot of good action films. John Wick kind of you know, brought it back, you know, Fast and Furious is still going, but they're more like comic book films today, Hobbs and Shaw was a lot of fun, but still, it felt like a comic book film, you know, defined the gravities of law, you know, with stuff they did, and it's fun, I love it stuff, don't get me wrong, but come on, give me something like Lethal Weapon, give me something like Cobra, you know, uh... Terminator, the original Terminator. Give me something like that. Give me something edgy and terrifying, and still be action packed. Um, you know, Point Break, the original Point Break. Give me something like that. Give me something that I feel that can l- legit happen, but still be entertaining as hell. I mean, come on, give me something. Uh, but yeah, I feel like every genre is not as good as it once was. But I still feel we can, we'll get a movie that just blow our socks off i think john wick did that i thought i think i think that's the best action movie well i think part three is the best action movie of that series but i best story wise is the first one um but anyway point is that brought the action genre back to what it used to be and it, and it showed that you can still make good films like you did back then horror films you do the same thing man uh I, I, I kinda get tired of the supernatural stuff. Uh don't get me wrong, I like it. It's not my favorite subgenre in horror, but I like it. But come on, I get tired of seeing it if that's everything. I want slashers. Okay, here's here's a prime example. Two of my favorite slasher films of this past decade is uh Terrifier and Victor Crowley for two very different reasons. Victor Crowley because they have fun. You know, it's simple as that. The characters are so stupid, and it's so over the top, but they are just having fun. It takes me back to a time where horror films were fun, and that's why I love that franchise. Uh, Best movies, of course not. They're not the best movies. They never will be. They they shouldn't even be considered. They're they're just having a good time, and I I love that about it. I know I've gotten off topic here, but... um, Terrifying for another reason, because they truly wanted to make this guy scary, and he, he can strike strike anyone, and he doesn't hold anything back. He's a gruesome with his kills, and he you don't know who he's gonna go after. And I like that, so I like those for two different, very different reasons. I'm I, I'm I'm a slasher guy though. I, I love slasher films, and I, I I enjoyed Child's Play the remake uh, uh, more than I thought I would. But you know, I, I went in knowing it wasn't going to be what we were used to seeing. But you know, I mean, I know they're still they can still make good movies. I just know sometimes, especially this year, there's been a lot of bad ones. And but there was a couple. You know, there's been some good ones too. But uh, and you know, I think towards from late March because it was going to be um, Quiet Place Part Two and it was going to end like with Halloween kills, uh, I think you know, it was going to be a really good year for horror, overall it started off really bad, but I thought overall it's going to be a really good year for it but it just, you know, the virus hit and the world's all shut down and uh, we're not getting it and Anyway, but you know, that's what you get first of the year films anyway, I mean first of the year you get all these usually get bad movies uh, but you know I don't know Like, end of the year, Aaron's wanting to do something with horror. Like, the best horror films of the year. And I'm like, it's going to be pretty hard to do that list. It's going to be hard to do a list of best films of the year. uh, Because we... We're literally going to miss... All of... Pretty much all of March. We're going to miss all of April. And I'm hearing you could possibly miss May, June, July, August. I mean, it's possible... This is a a six-month issue. And... You know, we would we would only get like five and a half months of film on big screen and Netflix. Well, Netflix is still releasing, I'm assuming, uh, but you know, and Hulu still releasing, Amazon Prime still releasing, and I know they're putting movies on, you know, streaming services for like 19.99. But still, it's a lot. And for one movie, I mean, unless your whole family's watching, it's a lot of money to spend on one movie for a two-day rental. But I know I've gotten off topic, Um, so I'm going to close this out. Like I said, uh, Hider in the House, I gave 3.5 markouts out of 5. I thought it was a very entertaining film. Still to this day, I still enjoyed it. I think The Intruder is better, uh, but I mean, it's a very similar story uh, in the aspect that he becomes obsessed with this one woman and he wants her and he's trying to get her the husband uh so i mean i think it's a very similar uh, experience uh but you know i think of course modern it looks better they went to theaters so i think the intruder did it better i just i can't say that dennis quaid did it better i can't say he was better than gary Busey, but i don't have to say that you know I don't have to. I don't have to compare. It was very similar, but I don't have to compare. I can enjoy both for what they are. And that's the beautiful thing about film. Even if films are similar, you can enjoy them for what they are. And what a certain actor brings to a certain character. Or an actress or a kid actor, you know, you can enjoy or how it's shot. You know, it's 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 a beautiful thing about film. There's so many layers to film to enjoy. So Man, I'm just a movie fan. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's all I am. I know Aaron calls us movie critics, but me, I, I, I still consider us just fans, you know. And he, I, I know he's really trying to build this thing up, make us bigger, and I, I applaud that. I'm, I'm supporting that. Uh But you know, at the end of the day, we're just movie fans, just doing what we love, to talk about movies, and that's that's what we love to do. And we bring it, we bring our opinions to this channel. And, you know. Uh, I will say this. He's still planning to do analyze this with Quentin. Uh, I forget the movie they're doing, but he's still planning to do that this week. Uh, Action Junkies, I'm assuming, is not happening. <laughs> uh, So, uh, I don't know. We were supposed to watch Man on Fire and review it, but I'm assuming it's not going to happen. I haven't heard back from Sean, so, but, you know, it's, it's okay, we'll do it another time, um, but anyway, I'm gonna pause this, upload the trailer, and put that on first, uh, I hopefully you enjoy this review, I have fun doing it, I have fun doing reviews, uh, I'm, I've gotten comfortable doing it solo now, so I have fun doing it solo, and with Aaron, it's much better with Aaron, but I do, I am comfortable now, so, uh, uh, Took a year to get me comfortable, people. Took me a year. But I I our our one year anniversary show is coming up and I think that's gonna be a great episode. But uh you know, uh, we're gonna talk about how it started, how uh we bonded together, we we basically bet on ourselves and uh we're you know, it's not about the listeners, you know. We appreciate all the listeners that listen. But it's not about how many listeners we have. Or sometimes it's up there, some days it's not, you know. Uh, but uh, we support each other in everything we do on this channel. We uh, we want more listeners, of course, but we're, we're, we're so fortunate to have the listeners we have. And um, we appreciate y'all that come in day in, day out, and check us out. Uh, you know, whether we get one listener or we get 30 or... If we ever get 50 or to 100 uh we just appreciate that but anyway i just wanted to say thank you one year anniversary show is coming up this friday where we're just going to talk about you know how it started and where we see it going from here and we'll, we'll throw in some movie topics as well uh we really look forward to that episode That's it's 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 our biggest episode uh because it's the one year anniversary show you know it's uh I don't think either of us saw it coming. I don't think. I mean, I didn't know if this was going to work out. I, I mean, I've told him that many times. I don't know. I mean, I didn't know. Um, and we'll talk about that on Friday. Why I thought that, and he can say what he thought when his thing started, and we'll be just very honest about it. And you know, and it's what it's what we do. We're honest about our opinions and our thoughts. Uh, whether whether I mean, I could be the only one that sees. Like a certain movie or a certain character, I could be the only one that sees, you, you know, why I like that, and and, and I'm totally cool with that. I I can be in the minority and be fine with that, because at the end of the day, it's my opinion, and as it is anyone else's. You know what I mean? It doesn't make me right, it doesn't make me wrong. You know. Uh, me and Aaron disagree on a lot of stuff. Uh, we agree on a lot too. So I mean, it just it's a well balanced show. We we I think the main thing about us though, why this podcast has worked just because we respect each other we tr- truly do respect and I think and we appreciate each other's opinions and you know and it's just great but anyway I went off and off and off on this one Hotter uh, in the House went off uh, but I had fun with this uh, hopefully you've had fun listening to me ramble for the past 10 minutes uh, but yeah 3.5 markouts uh for this, um, film review of Hotter in the House starring Gary Busey and Mimi Rogers. If you have not checked it out, once again, it is on Amazon Prime. At least for now. I mean, it could be off tomorrow, or Wednesday the 1st, April Fool's. Uh, but, you know, it could be off then. I don't know. I mean, I I don't keep up with what's coming and what's leaving anymore. I used to keep up with that. I just don't have time anymore, but, you know, hopefully you've enjoyed this. Um, uh, i'm like i said i may do wild america tomorrow wednesday if i don't do it by then i probably won't get to it um but this could be the only review i do this week and which is cool if it is i like to do wild america because i like to bring in my girlfriend beth and us do it together um you know but that'd be cool if we can do that but if not if not oh we'll see how the schedule works out but until next time, this has been Brandon Smovey. Hopefully you've enjoyed marking out with me on Hotter in the House plus random other stuff. Uh Stay tuned for more great content. Stay tuned for the one-year anniversary show this Friday. It's going to be a blast. I guarantee it's going to be a blast. Yeah. We may end up crying. We may end up virtually hugging. We may, we may end up doing, who knows. Uh But yeah, I have had a blast doing this review today. And I will have a blast on Friday. Excuse me. I had to burp. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I, I just feel like I need to say something. And I don't know what I need to say. So I think I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> uh, I enjoy doing this, people. Uh, hopefully hopefully you enjoy listening to me ramble. Um, look, I'm just, we're movie fans. I know I've said it, but we truly are. And we love this stuff, man. We love it we have a passion for film, and we love it, and, uh, for me, you know, there's nothing else like a, a film pulling you in, and you get to experience that ride, it's a theme park ride, man, and, like, it really is, I think all films can be theme park rides, in, 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 in a sense, but, you know, not like Martin Scorsese says, but you know, in a sense, have they pull you in and you buckle up and you go and they shoot you somewhere off to space to, or to a Western frontier or wherever, man. They they, they shoot you somewhere. It's, it's all about imagination and I think the mo- the most creative people get film the way it's meant to be received. But I'm, I'm gonna shut up now. I've said too much. But anyway. Hire in the House is on Amazon Prime. I'm closing this with, you know, enjoy your day. Stay safe. Stay quarantined. Be safe out there. Um, Thank you for listening. I'll see you all Friday, if not before.